Hey, hey, hey. As we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad in the day-to-day -day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard to see our way through. Beyond the norm and mundane are where unscripted dreams live. Join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. Um, so today's episode, you know, we like to keep it uh, educational as much as possible, especially when it comes to uh, living your best life. Uh, that's what we all about empowerment. So when it comes to living your best life, man, uh, we wanted to, you know, harp on these uh uh, these seven things they're called living the seven habits and it's actually uh, a book it's a book that I read a long time ago um, it was actually by Stephen uh, Covey or Covey C-O-V-E-Y uh, Stephen S-T-E-P-H-E-N and it's called living the seven habits and pretty much all we're going to do man is we're just going to run down like the seven habits that you need to adapt in your life to enhance everything in your lifestyle and how you live life or the way you should live life, rather. You know, nobody can tell you um, how to live your life but yourself. Nobody can do it better for you than yourself. Uh, but we see it as uh, tools or a guideline um, to help you um, stand on the right path. Um, so how you feel about that, Marcus? Well, I guess the question I just have for you, Joe, because I know Stephen Covey, um, who also wrote the... Um, seven habits of highly successful people so is this like where does this fall do you know where this falls in the timeline of the book um yeah. let's see man to be honest with you uh i don't know good thing i have the book still you know i usually put books on the shelves here for a hot second after i read them but um I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one, but I can. I can. I'll, I'll try. Okay. While you're talking, I'll I'll, I'll try to. I'll dive in <laughs> on that one. I thought you knew. That's why I asked, man. <laughs> nah, man. Um, nah, man. Let's let's get into it. Fortunately, I don't. So I apologize to you people out there. Um, let's start off with the first habit. The first habit is very simple. It's stuff that we've been talking about on this podcast for a minute. It's called be proactive, man. Um, that's one very solid um, habit that you must um, instill in your life. Um, you know, being proactive is how people get things done. That's literally how you get shit done by being proactive, you know, staying ahead of the curb, uh, making sure that those choices that you're making are the right decisions that will um, move you forward, move you ahead, keep you ahead of the game. Um, that's why we always say document, write your agenda out, have things planned out, um, you know, and then act on them. That's literally what being proactive is, you know, instead of just sitting there thinking, politicking, you're actually, you know, being active. You're out there putting a plan to action. And some. So when I think about the, okay, so when I just did just quick search right now, you're talking about speeding too, <laughs> but no, so, uh, what it looks like, I could be incorrect, publication date on um, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People was 1989, Living in Seven Habits, 1999. That could be incorrect. Clearly, I was just looking at my phone trying to look that stuff up. But as far as being proactive, um, I think, and Jay, you kind of captured it. I think you captured it pr pretty well. I know we have to move through seven, so I'll be quick. Um, it's just like using, I think it's just about using foresight, too, and just spending time in that 
that zone of foresight as well. And just understanding that it's it's like something basic. Like if you know you're going to run out of gas or if you don't know where the next gas station is, then just stop at the first one you see and don't try to milk that. Like don't, don't gamble, like be proactive and just like get some gas at the first gas station you see instead of trying to push, push the limits of what's going on. You can get yourself in trouble doing that. Uh, like I said, it's at the basic level. So, you know, you see plenty of people stopped on the side of the road and they say, oh, I ran out of gas because I thought you thought we've all seen that you thought you were going to make it, you know. So, you know, gas get funny, you know, you know, that the meter get funny when it start to get low because they don't know what to do with that. So, you know, just just I think, you know, th- things like that, like we, we can really do uh, a better job of kind of looking at the potential consequences of inaction and action. But I'll leave it there. Hey, well, well said, man. Well said. So habit number two, habit number two is simply uh, begin with the end in mind. Um, This is something that um, especially when you're younger, you may not like Marcus mentioned that foresight, you know, you may not be able to predict or understand uh, how things are going to impact you based off a lack of experience or knowledge, um, you know, and it's very, it's all time. It's at an all time high of um, the lack of knowledge that's being shared with our younger people. And, you know, um, I can't stress this enough that, you know, this is the cesspool right now (laughs) where you can get some information off the internet and it's totally false, but it's made and pointed out to be true. So um, it's very, it's very misleading. So um, when I'm, what I mean by the whole having the beginning with the end in mind, you know, it's very important that you um, kind of you kind of have to vet your whole process as far as how you do things, man. You know, if you don't have a solid foundation, as we say many times over, you know, it's pretty much over for you. And, you know, even with you having a solid foundation, man, you still have to have like an end goal. Like what's the end game? And, you know, this is fine. Like you don't necessarily have to have a solid plan on your end game because I guarantee you, whatever you got in mind for your end game, that's not how it's going to end for you. Um, that's not to put fear into you or anything like that. That's more so uh, I'm looking at it from an optimistic perspective. Like it's going to end better than what you anticipated, especially if you prepped for it. So with me saying that, you know, be, always begin when you start something, have an end in mind. Like, what do you want out of this? And by the time you get out of this, what is it going to take for you to move on to the next thing? If there is such a thing, you know, you always got to forwardly and keep thinking uh, forward, you know, because all it takes is you to kind of, you know, kick your feet up, relax a little bit. And all of a sudden, you know, you fall on bad times. So ideally what I'm saying is, you know, your work is a person on this earth really ain't over till it's over. So always think about that. And part of that is just when you kind of start, you know, start something with the end in mind. It's about um, a bit of this ha- having uh, contingencies in place, but also understanding that you're gonna you're gonna run up against challenges. There's gonna be roadblocks and things that kind of get in the way of you getting into whatever your end game is. So it's kind of where you, you know we kind of have to sometimes account for what we can't see. Um, yeah, and if you know if we do that, the, the outcomes are kind of better. I think when we kind of run up and something. I've done this. You know, I've done this as well. Is that you have these goals, you going to a mad sprint and then you just get like land based it because you didn't anticipate running up against those obstacles so i think um i think that's a uh that's a good one joe but i'll let you keep the keep the train moving 
Okay, habit number three, which is put first things first. And simply what put first things first really comes down to is what means the world to you. You know, once you have that in line, that's how you're going to tackle everything you want to achieve. Based on order of importance, you have to have some type of level of importance. Like you have to have some type of list. Like what means the world to you? Is, is it your family? You know, is it your kids? Is it your job? Is it uh, what you do with your career? Maybe maybe it's stuff that you like to do for fun and you just happen to um, make a career out of it. Who knows? Whatever you put first, you know, that's your number one priority. You know, whatever you put second, that's your second priority. Everybody has their own list. Um, and, you know, some of it's private, some of it's public. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to get into that. But what I'm saying is everybody has their list as far as what's important to them. So, you know, make sure that you put first things first and always stick to the script with that. So you captured that wheel, man. We'll let you keep it moving, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Habit number four, think win-win, man. Think win-win. I'm going to let you have this one. All right. So, I mean, when we when we approach uh, certain circumstances, this is something that excuse me, this is something I'm still working on. Uh, but when we approach some of our issues and when I approach things, is you have to think about not only what you want, but what the other person wants as well, what they're trying, what other people are trying to gain out of certain uh, interactions and certain just you know predicaments that we get in. So how can you you know set things up to where the outcomes are beneficial for both parties? And sometimes we have to. And it starts with beginning, actually see it all kinds of ties in together. But when you think about beginning with the end in mind, when you think win-win, you can engage into an agreement and you can make it, you can set things up to where it's beneficial for both sides. It's, it's, it's like when, and you probably see this a lot, Jonah, you know what I'm talking about, but we see a lot of people like you get on social media and people just want, like that's all they do is they want, they want something from somebody else. They want somebody else to put them on, they want somebody else to give them money. They want somebody else like to do something for them. But if you approach it, from the standpoint of you see this person that you want something from, there's a weakness in their business. There's something that you can tell they need assistance with. Instead of approaching that in a give of give like a give me capacity, you kind of say, like, hey, I provide this service, I've identified this problem, I can help you. You know, instead of run instead of going up, you know, and thinking about like what you're gonna get, think about what you can provide that other person to those other parties um, in those interactions as as well. And that I think when we approach things that way, the outcomes are a lot more favorable when instead of us just going into something saying, I want, give me this, you know, creating those two-way interactions instead of everything being one-sided, so. I like that. <clears throat> I'm gonna move forward if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, number five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Uh, this is something that I used to struggle with all the time as a younger younger person. I always felt I'm a very passionate person um, when, I'm, when I'm, my heart's into something. It's really hard for me to see anything else outside of that at times. Um, now I'm older. I'm consciously more aware of that. But, you know, when I was younger, there was a point in time where I wasn't as poised as I am now. <laughs> so I, I get the whole concept, you know, um, you know, with being a passionate person about things, being very passionate about things that you really care about. You really don't seek for people to. Um, you really don't take no prisoners. You know what I'm saying? Like people may say what they want to say about their input. And, you know, if you're a very opinionated person, such as myself at times, um, you know, it shows 
you know, you, you take no for an answer, you know, somebody could be dead right and you could be dead wrong and you ain't budging for nothing. <laughs> and it's all because you didn't take the opportunity to really open your mind and really understand what's being said or communicated with you or to you. Um, that's why I always preach on here about, you know, it's important for you to have an open mind with everything. You know, there's always an alternative to solve anything. Um, and, you know, when you understand that concept after bump your head so many times, man, I swear the door opens up for you like crazy. Honestly, you know, the only piece I'll add to that is that, if that I think that requires patience uh, <laughs> because it's, I think instinctively we, want people to understand things our way. And I, th I think that when you, it's to really understand somebody else, you have to kind of change the lens in which you are looking at things. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, you're kind of looking at what, what, what things are people influenced by? What are their, sometimes it's like, what are their values? Like sometimes you see, I'll see people do some things. I like, man, that goes against everything that I believe in. But when you look at their background, how they see things, some people had to like do certain things to survive. And some people just perceive things that you might think are wrong. They just think like, that's just regular. That's just how they live. You know? So it's at that point, it's really about, you know, making a decision to, if you understand this person, you might know that you guys are going to butt heads. And sometimes just because you have that understanding, you know, that there's not compatibility there. And that's a, cir a circumstance or, you know, individual that you need to move away from as well. And you can do that. And I think, if you approach it that way to seek understanding first, you can do that in a respectful manner. Um, so where nobody's really offended, you know, and the other party might not even really understand like why you removed yourself, you know? So that's it. That's all I got there, Joe. Okay. Well, uh, number five and number six go hand in hand. So number six is all about synergize. So like, you know, with synergy, you know, it's all about producing an alternative. So if it's not Marcus's way, that works. And if it's not my way, that works. How can we work together to come up with another solution or alternative? You know, there's got to be some type of way where we all can pretty much get what we want out of a situation. So, you know, um, it's all about mutual respect and understanding uh, and actually, you know, respecting each other's minds. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's okay to, to have a different opinion than the opposite person. It's okay to oppose people on things. But the question is, do you respect them? Do you respect them enough to, uh, you know, are you cool enough with agreeing to disagree? So, like, are you okay Ooh. with disagreeing with them? That's and it. you can go on and leave it alone and go yeah. about your business without throwing no shade, no salt, or doing anything, like, None of that. You can just literally just let bygones be bygones. Yeah. And that's well, the synergy piece. I was kind of coming from a different way, but uh, I think that like when you look at synergy, you know, it's, it's all about, it's, it's, a, it's an alignment piece. Um, so I kind of look at as I've transitioned, you know, my career, my synergy has become a, a lot more important for me. Um, and it's one of those things, like when you're looking like for me, at least at this stage, like when I'm looking for things to do, if I'm still somebody who have like have to be employed by somebody else, um, it's I'm looking to see if there's alignment with like my core values and things that I have an interest in um, with whatever that perspective co company is that I might be seeking, 
you know, employment from or seeking to work with in some capacity. Because if you're able to create that synergy, and what was very important for me, and I was very meticulous about, I was doing some stuff I didn't want to do for very long, for a lot longer than what I wanted to do. But the plan was, and this is where it's like being proactive and beginning with the end in mind too, like as this stuff kind of ties in together, was that, you know, I kind of had a conversation with myself and I said, you need to like, don't just work for anybody. I mean, you probably like, I was hating my job at the time, but I was like, don't just jump to the first thing that is the opportunity. Like don't jump to something because it pays the most, like find something that aligns with your values, aligns with the capacity to help people to be in a position to work with people that are working in a high performance capacity. Uh, you know, you really be able to like coach people, really help people as well. And I specifically sought out those type of positions and, that's what I ended up, you know, falling in, into. But it was because being, I was very intentional and very deliberate in making that decision because I know, you know, if I went to go sell cars, there's no synergy there. I don't like, I'm not super social like that. I was like, I'm not sales heavy or anything like that. So there's a very, like, there's a low level of synergy there, you know, which is going to essentially probably turn into me burning out quickly and leaving and having to transition into, you know, something else. So we were able to kind of create that alignment is what I was trying to get at is that when that synergy is there and it exists, it makes work easier. It makes life easier because the things that you have an interest in the most, those things will intertwine. Um, and you're actually like one of the, the byproducts of synergy is, you know, like there's, there's like some positives that come along with that there's new ideas, there's creativities, there's, there's cre creativity. There's like sometimes like a, a, like abundance that's provided by you kind of get, getting into those, um, synergistic like agreements you know so that's it there love it love it man um habit number seven so number seven is about sharpen the saw and simply what sharpening the saw is you know it's self-explanatory uh but i'll still break it down for you sharpening the saw is really all about you know renewing yourself in four basic areas physical social slash emotional mental and spiritual and those things is what keeps the engine running. That's what keeps you going. So it's very important that you do um, handle those four basic areas with care, because if you don't, man, you're probably not breathing anymore. So, <laughs> you know, you really want to make sure that you're um, up to par on all levels, you know, eat good, sleep good, take care of your body. That's very important. You got the whole thing with your personal dynamics, your relationships, as far as like the social emotional factor, you know, try to keep that to in check as much as you can. I know, uh, unfortunately, we're born in the situations that we didn't ask for. We've been put in situations we definitely didn't ask for. But, you know, it's important for us, even when we dealing with stuff that comes at us um, or blindsides us, it's very important that we find a common ground, because if we don't, you know what I'm saying? It puts everything else off track. Same with the physical. If your physical ain't right, it's going to definitely affect your social and emotional piece, whether you realize that or not, whether you try to get a uh, holler at somebody or something like that, and you just now at the par, <laughs> that just knocked everything else off on your plate. So, <laughs> so that's the reference I'm trying to give you. I mean, I'm a jokester naturally, but exactly man it's very important you know you talk about your mental you know what i'm saying do you have a good attitude do you have a positive attitude you don't necessarily have to have a positive attitude but are you comfortable with being who you are that's very important um and i think that uh that's uh probably a key factor with dealing with your mental can you deal with yourself at the end of the day um and you know spiritual 
Spiritual is whatever you you think spiritual is. Spiritual can be uh, it's broad. It can be it can be a lot of things. It could be something you feel. It could be something you feel and think. Um, you know, it can be something that you're inspired by, feel and think all three at the same time. Or you can just correlate with one of those three things. You know, spiritual is not a one rooted thing. You know, it's whatever you make it, whether it's a religion standpoint or whether it's just something you feel based off of your intuition or what you think is your intuition. Uh, I mean, Joe, I think you captured it uh, very well. Just, you know, and I think it's sharpening the saw. You hear some people say sharpen the axe too. Constant, constant state of optimization, you know, always trying to get better, always trying to tweak and refine something. Because if you don't, you know, you find yourself falling behind. Look at Blockbuster. Don't, don't Blockbuster yourself into uh, oblivion. But I'll close on that. Well, you know, with all those seven habits, man, and just to end on sharpening the saw, you know, it really equates to don't price yourself out the game, man. And you really don't want to price yourself out the game. Otherwise, it's bad news for you. So remember the last seven or these seven uh, habits. Number one, be proactive. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Number three, put first things first. Number four, think win-win. Number five, seek first to understand, then be understood. That's very important. Number six, synergize. And lastly, number seven, sharpen the saw. So with that being said, man, um, thank you for listening. I hope you guys document or do some research on that or maybe even buy the book, man. And, you know, uh, just have that in your library. Um, That's definitely one of those books that you'll just pick up and it's a fun read. It just makes you think outside the box or you can stuff that you can really apply to like your daily living and um, keep it moving, man. It's just food for thought. That's all it is. But um, thanks for tuning in, man. And, you know, holler at us. Peace.